fake news is 70% more likely to be retweeted and spread, 10 to 20 times faster than the truth. The rise in misinformation is causing economic losses to major sectors, including healthcare, politics, e-commerce, media, and finance. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial. An economic study by Tel Aviv Israel-based cybersecurity firm Czech and the University of Baltimore revealed that the fake news economy was costing the global economy $78 billion each year. This was in 2019. The study further revealed that fake news had contributed to a loss in stock market value amounting to 39 billion shillings a year. Another study done in 2021 found that COVID-19 vaccine misinformation and disinformation costs estimated to 50 to 300 million dollars each day. In this episode we look at the fake news. In this episode we look at fake news as a service and what impact it has had in Africa. Pius Enyaru, fact checker at PesaCheck, joins us for this episode. Fake news as a service. Could you delve into what this is? Um, to show you that uh, fake news continues to be uh, a dangerous, a dangerous service or a dangerous um, vice, um, we have seen a growing trend in uh, treating fake news as a service. We have seen criminals, cyber criminals, are uh, exploiting fake news uh, for commercial gains. And uh, recent studies and researchers have shown that um, there are a lot of disinformation campaigns that are being put out there so that um, so that criminals can gain and there's a lot of financial gain from them. There are a lot of services that allow users to download uh, softwares that control the activities of uh, social media bots so they don't need to they don't need to be there to to to, to share this misinformation. The computers do it for them so they just simply instruct the computers um, the bots that uh, this is something we want to put out there, and uh, for as low as uh, what ten dollars, seven dollars, we have seen um, the softwares do a disservice <laughs> to the community by sharing disinformation. So we have we have seen that um, um, cyber criminals are pumping and dumping scams and schemes that that are aggressively aimed at promoting stocks or to inflate prices so that people can buy into an idea. And it has been common with uh, uh, the, digit, the digital currencies, the cryptocurrencies, where a lot of, a lot of uh, scams are being, are being promoted um, in that sphere. So yes, uh, fake news as a service is also mushrooming. Uh, it's very dangerous and um, people need to be on the lookout for for such um for such campaigns that um that are out there to you know uh, steal their money um you know rob from them steal their personal information and very many people are falling prey to these things so um people need to be careful out there what is the impact of fake news on policy in africa the fake news industry in africa as a uh, affected a lot of uh, CFIAs, has affected a lot of uh, a lot of policies has affected a lot of uh, electoral processes and in the recent times you have also seen it affect a lot of uh, health health related matters because um one not uh you would you would say not 
not a lot of people in Africa are uh, entirely educated, but um, we have also seen a trend where there's been improved access to information thanks to social media, thanks to uh, the widespread of um, the internet penetration. Uh, people now have smartphones and are easily getting uh, news immediately. But we have seen that um, people continue to consume a lot of fake news and this has influenced on uh, a lot of policies, a lot of policy making in Africa. We have we have also seen that um, elections are are on the verge, electoral processes are on the verge of uh, turning out into uh, violence because of fake news. We have seen political actors uh, perpetuate a lot of fake news uh, so that everything goes in their favor. So it has been very disruptive um, in Africa. Fake news' use has been a double-edged sword in Africa. What's the impact on freedoms like internet access? The dangers of um, fake news continue to manifest themselves. We have seen um, disinformation campaigns uh, where African governments are, are, have been found to, to orchestrate some of these uh, campaigns to steer public opinion, uh, to, 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 to steer opinion on, on policy making where they, they, they are using the media to uh, co- control a narrative, put out a narrative out there. And they've also used social media. So it has been, it has also manifested itself during uh, elections where if, if, gov- if some African governments don't uh, switch off the internet or uh, limit access to social media, they find um, an increasing risk of being unpopular among uh, the citizens or the natives of a country because of the information that is being shared online. So, and in a way, it has affected electoral processes. Uh, there's been uh, growing questions. There's been lots of questions around uh, if um, elections elections in areas where access to information is tampered with, if uh, such elections are free, fair, and transparent. Um, we have also seen if uh, such electoral activities um, are not questionable, if, um, if you're turning off social media. But, uh, and also governments have said, okay, look, this is... Uh, to for for national security or to reduce on the spread of uh, propaganda and fake news. So yes, um, it has very much affected uh, a lot of processes, uh, processes that would have been um, free and fair or transparent, and not as transparent as we hoped they would be because of fake news, because of uh, misinformation spreading online, and disinformation campaigns that are mostly being perpetrated by by the government and political actors. That was Pius Enyaru, fact checker at Pesacek. And a look at the other stories making it into the podcast. The Mozambican economy advanced by 3.32% year-on-year in the fourth quarter of 2021, following a revised 3.6% rise in the previous three-month period. It is the fourth consecutive quarter of expansion with growth seen across all economic activities except utilities. The largest positive contribution came from primary activities, which grew 
4.61% in particular mining at 6.86% and agriculture at 4.1%. The services sector advanced 3.2%, boosted by hotels and restaurants, transport, storage, information and communication, and finance. Also, secondary activities grew by 1.57%, boosted by construction and manufacturing. The inflation rate in Namibia edged up to 4.6% in January of 2022 from 4.5% in December. It is the highest level since January of 2019. Upward pressure came from prices of transport, food and non-alcoholic beverages such as meat, uh, beverages and tobacco, housing and utilities, hotels and restaurants in particular, accommodation service and education. On a monthly basis, consumer prices were up 1.1%, accelerating from 0.4% gain in the previous month. In its first meeting of the year, the Bank of Uganda Monetary Policy Committee decided to maintain the policy rate at 6.5%. The MPC has kept the policy rate stable at 6.5% since cutting the rate by 50 basis points at its June 2021 meeting. Back then, the MPC highlighted the need to support the ailing economy as it was in the middle of the Delta-driven surge in COVID-19 infections. The MPC noted that the economy is estimated to have recorded a strong rebound in 2021 after contracting by 1.5% in 2020 as high-frequency indicators in the last quarter of 2021 point to it, a strong rebound in economic activity. Moreover, the Omicron variant has so far had a relatively small impact on economic activity. Given this momentum, along with the easing of restrictions, the committee notes that the near-term domestic economic growth outlook is positive, albeit cautioning that growth could remain uneven and fragile across different sectors. That said, external demand is expected to be a constraint this year on lower global growth, continued disruptions in supply chains, and a tightening of global monetary policy. And a quick look at the markets. The global government bond sell-off resumed on Tuesday, in anticipation of looming policy tightening cycle, with major central banks seeking to tame inflation and cool a rapidly growing economy. The U.S. yield on the 10-year note, which sets the tone for corporate and household borrowing costs worldwide, jumped up above 2%, closing in on its strongest level since 2019, after the Fed's James Bullard reiterated his call for 100 basis points in interest rate hikes by July 1st. Meanwhile, Germany's 10-year bond yields, the benchmark for the region, was up three basis points to 0.298%, the highest since December 2018. Italy's 10-year yield, an influential gauge of risk in the Eurozone bond markets, owing to the vast scale of the Italian debt, widened to more than 1.96 percentage points, the most since April 2020. Brent crude futures extended falls to over 3% to trade below 94 dollars per barrel on Tuesday after hitting a fresh seven-year high of 96.78 US dollars in the previous session on easing fears that energy flows from Russia would be disrupted amid a conflict between Russia and Ukraine as some military units were reportedly returning to bases. Russia is one of the largest crude oil producers with a capacity of about 11.2 million barrels per day. An analyst warned that a potential supply disruption would send crude prices above $100. Meanwhile, OPEC and its allies struggled to meet output targets despite pledging to increase production by 400,000 barrels per day until March. Last week, the IEA pointed out that the shortfall of OPEC plus output 
from its target widened to 900 barrels per day in January. Also, investors continue to watch talks between US and Iran closely as a potential deal could release about 1.3 million barrels of supply. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website, that is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at Withadong.